two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Here we are all again. Yes, on the podcast once again. Um, MTA. Thank you guys for bringing me in. Yeah, no problem. Well, we no go problem. to top Any, anytime. Top anytime you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. How about? How about? I don't know. This might be already against environmental companies or something, but like a product that can make the less clean oceans like look clear for a short amount of time. Like, look, we're not one of the clear ocean places we know that but like we've worked really hard and over time we made it one of them but really it's a product that gets you there and then you can charge more for vacations like a pool (laughs) 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 yes yeah get rid of the ocean and replace it with a pool yeah yeah one large one massive pool i don't (laughs) hate the idea oh i think some people do that if you see some of those uh resorts that just have those like endless pools that i think they did just kick out the ocean oh (laughs) Oh, you know what? I bet a really fancy place. And if not, let's invent this or, you know, just, you know, give it the idea to somebody to invent a pool that merges in the ocean. And then that like middle piece where they meet is kind of like murky and it starts to fuse. And then like, I don't know, that'd be a cool artistic pool. Uh, Yeah, that like you're thinking like no barrier, just like let the waters like the water of the ocean and the water of the pool just like (laughs) slam into each other. And yeah, like. And it's up to you to figure out whether you're in like the pool or the ocean. Right. It's just a bunch of people arguing about which one they're in. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly in the pool. No, yeah. And that, uh, yeah, it's like a classic argument spot. You go there and you like uh, get all of your shit out against somebody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lifeguard there, I assume, uh, who says, you know, you, you're not allowed to go into the ocean, but you know, it's just not clear at all where that is. Yeah. You know, there's, is so. there's a separate lifeguard to just decide where the pool ocean line is. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Don Mattingly uh, eyebrow uh, sideburn situation where the lifeguard keeps telling them to come in. They're not allowed to be out in the ocean. Come yeah. on in. Come on in. And They're but standing they, yeah. on the shore and yelling at him to get out of the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Tup as a kid is there and he's responding to the lifeguard. I'm clearly still in the pool. <laughs> you know? Oh, that'd be great. Yes, that is that is what I sounded like. But do you guys have like unresolved issues with some sort of lifeguard from your childhood? No. I think I was just tapping into Tup's uh willingness and he was really good at it and would beat adults in arguments. Oh. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, you know, pool ocean decider probably not a rocket scientist probably you know tup no tup can probably outwit him a few times or hey you know some of those jobs do once in a while just require a bunch of studying you know you're like yeah i went to 10 years of school to be this and it's like for that like oh i went to park ranger school for 20 years just go out <laughs> the woods and start learning it all, all the stuff off youtube mucking around <laughs> outside <laughs> go to the, one of the schools they got out there <laughs> <laughs> right yeah oh that would be a nice place to go to school the woods <laughs> right do they have that i mean that that's where if you want to try to capture all of the people who do become 
like the people who volunteer at, at national parks and stuff create a college that is like in the trees <laughs> right yeah, like you're just climbing the tree on orientation like just to get up there yeah well only people who successfully climb it get to go here that's the uh enrollment process yes i think it would turn into one of those like competitions where the guys are just trying to like knock everybody off and climb to the top you know that sport it's like just a bunch of people and they're like climbing on each other to try to get somebody off the top or to get to the top themselves. And they're just a bunch yes. of people running at the middle and like climbing up. Yeah. It's a crazy they, sport. They do that. Is that a sport what or is, is that, that just, they do that at the Naval Academy. <laughs> it's sort of like what they do at the Naval Academy. Yeah. Except it's an actual sport MTA, two teams. And then like, yeah, you, one team basically starts out. It's sort of like capture the flag, but with people, is it, a oh, person. Is this- it's just like one of those sports that's uh, on at like, you know, 9 a.m. on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Naval yes, Academy that's... versus Air Force. Okay. Oh, just a war on ESPN. Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do they ever do scrimmages in war? <laughs> <laughs> Navy versus the Army. Just dropping bombs with the Air Force. All right. Yeah. Just we're going to practice. <laughs> Iraq is scrimmaging Afghanistan. <laughs> the Marines are like sitting on the side with pennies on, like just <laughs> 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 Oh, that is a nice scrimmage. Oh, you could make a season out of the scrimmages too. I bet people would pay to see those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did we did we establish if that running climbing thing is that a real sport? <laughs> oh, you know, I think I, they might have turned it into a sport from the Naval Academy activity. Hmm. It basically is. The the difference, yeah. The Naval Academy one, that is that two teams? I think it's like one person. It's a whole class. It's the entire, I think it's like the, I don't know. They're, I think you do it at the end of freshman year or plebe year, whatever they call it. It's freshman year. Uh, they're all trying to, everybody's like scrambling to try to get to the top of the post yeah, or whatever. like all thousand people. There's only one diploma up there. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a hat, not a diploma. <laughs> it's a hat that said, I graduated in Naval Academy. <laughs> yeah, the, the hat's up there. You get to be the only person to throw your hat at graduation. And that, that, that's the oh, hat yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, they do have some sailor hats there. Yeah, they have. Uh, they climb a big greased up statue to grab a hat. <laughs> so is that what... <laughs> that's the sport, yeah. It's okay. the same as the It's sport. the same thing? Okay. I, I yep. thought so. I just wanted to... Except it's... South American guys. That's mm, it. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. South American guys. Okay. So that's um South American guys, two different teams, different shirt colors. Uh do you want still, a shirt in a climbing situation or do you want to be bare chested? It is the it is violent enough this particular sport where you might might wind up bare chested mm. by the end of it. Okay. There's like a weird sport documentary on uh, Netflix, MTA. It's on there along with like that one where they uh basically play basketball with with a dead goat have you are you aware of of that one i've seen that i think they it's uh there's a scene in rambo three where they play like polo with a dead goat out in afghanistan yeah it's uh they play it in kyrgyzstan okay so Um, rambo three lied obviously yeah i mean i i think rambo three probably thought you know whatever is stan yeah right 
they might have thought uh, they were in Afghanistan. They might have go. They might have been in Kyrgyzstan and just not even cared. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they probably used to just drop you off wherever. They're like, people don't really know the difference between any of these places over in America yet. Just drop them off wherever and just send them on their way. Right. There's no. There's no like Wikipedia. There's no IMDb with like 600 goofs in the movie entry. So just go nuts. Go to town. Film it in like. <laughs> film it in you know North Carolina. Just call it curious. Right. Thing. Honestly, there there are probably places that'd be perfect for that. Like, hey, I bought a chunk of land that my grandfather left me. <laughs> he made me buy it right before he died. No. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, hey, look, we, we mock, not mock, we pose as uh, Kyrgyzstan in my backyard. So if you need to film anything, I set it up and like I hired real Kyrgyzstani people to live there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that that explains why there's so many popular Kyrgyzstani scenes in Hollywood movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think you do have to work backwards at a certain point. Like, well, we yeah. have this Kyrgyzstani place over here. Let's just film a bunch of scenes. And then out of nowhere, they fly to Kyrgyzstan to visit the guy's brother. What was he doing there? I He was visiting. It's a lovely place. Yeah. The huge movie industry over there, too. <laughs> yeah, they keep accidentally, like, guys from North Carolina keep walking by in the background. I love it down here in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> it's up uh, in that uh, documentary. Um, did the, uh, they have cornhole on television now like professional cornhole oh wow yeah and aren't there people that's the kind of thing that there are people that are so good at it that it's not even fun to watch anymore uh i mean the the guys that they have in professional cornhole it's like every shot would be any random guy's shot of a lifetime like yeah you know like i need to i need to get a what do they call it a bingo when you get it through no that's uh is that it that's something else bingo bango yeah, like you need to get it through the hole and knock the other guy's thing off the lip so it doesn't go in the hole. Like that miracle shot that you need to get the exact right score to win and you do it like one in a million times. It's like every shot for those guys. They're yeah. like they're it's like sickening to watch. Are they, are they total losers too? No, or? they actually look fine. They oh, they wow. look like completely normal guys, which just makes it even worse. Oh. Yeah, that makes it even even less of a shot, I would ever watch that then. It's uh, kind yeah. of the bowling of throwing hacky sacks. Because, like, right, when you're that good at it, every time a good bowler bowls, he gets a strike. So you're like, what are we watching here? Yes, that yeah, does, exactly. Like, there are, there are games like that. Because, yeah, to call it a sport is really, that is a, it's, that's tough to call bowling a sport. Bowling's a sport. Which, which is more of a sport, bowling or golf? Let's, let's, golf. let's answer the, the question that we've all been golf cuz just for the drives that's the only that's the only sporting thing in oh but they got the rolling the ball in bowling that's pretty golf <laughs> golf you clearly uh mess up once in a while you every bowler is just tied there are like 10 people in first place cuz they all just make it every time right that's that's more just an aspect that's annoying about it but it doesn't speak to whether or not it's a sport but that's fair so yeah i guess i was answering that question instead tough yes it's a sport. what sucks about bowling yeah <laughs> yeah i was answering why what makes yeah, bowling such a bad sport right uh i i i would say <laughs> golf is a more of a sport than bowling just because you can't like sit down in golf uh, in professional bowling, you can't, you can't use a cart. And then they didn't take the bench away in professional bowling. 
So like the little bench with the overhead projector, if they took that away, <laughs> then bowling would be much more athletic. Right. That yeah. is amazing that they don't have like actual places <laughs> to have the, the professional bowling events. They just have to do it at whatever bowling alley. <laughs> it's like they still have to pay yeah. for the frames. <laughs> yeah, they got to kick out the rock and bowl teenagers first. And they got to wait. They got the best bowlers in the world sitting there waiting for rock and bowl to end. <laughs> right. In the background, there's always somebody being sung happy birthday. <laughs> like a giant sheet cake for 48 kids. The bumpers are up. And that disgusting pizza. Right. They keep making the best bowler in the world eat that pizza. Like, I'm not hungry. Get this shit away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just goes back just goes back and like uh you know doing when he says his little bench waiting for the other guy to bowl he's gotta he's gotta keep score for the other guy <laughs> <laughs> right he uh draws in the little strike thing on the corner yeah that was me yeah. just saying i know kind of something about bowling right i could name one more thing about bowling the, the corner draw there is the same like you they genuinely do still deal with like uh the the thing is busted like the kid, <laughs> the kid has to like go back there and like unstick the thing real quick uh, do, yeah. oh, so that's interesting do they, in professional bowling do they verify every single time that all 10 pins came out cuz like sometimes only 9 pins come out right oh shit yeah, yeah no they just point. deal with that too like just like you do when you're bowling yeah that kid with like a wallet chain comes out every time you're like <laughs> Runs back there to fix stuff, and he announces very ceremoniously that there are indeed ten pins, and you know I am such a fair uh, uh, place that hosts uh, for me to. Do. He makes a big pronouncement. I, I didn't right. didn't perform the pronouncement very well, but he runs all the way back there on the little divider between the lanes because yes. like <laughs> the the worst sin you can commit in bowling is like walking on the wood. Oh so, yeah, so he's right. It's kind of like walking in someone's lie in golf. Like, don't walk on where I'm about to throw. Yeah, it's yeah. In bowling, it's because they're really superstitious, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we've all been saying the inflection on rock and bowl incorrectly. It's it's a play on rock and roll. It should be rock and bowl. Rock. What was what, what rock was I saying? Bowl. Rock and bowl. I was yeah. I didn't even put together it was supposed to be rock and roll. I was saying rock and bowl all these years. Rock and bowl. Yes, me too. Yeah. Well, rock I've been saying bowl, yeah. rock and roll for rock and roll this whole time. <laughs> so rock and roll, rock and bowl, rock and bowl. Yeah, know, sounds they sound the same to me. Oh, are you an inflection deaf guy? I could be. I could be. I could oh. easily be inflection deaf. I'm tone deaf. Um, inflection deaf. I don't think that's true that you're tone deaf, but uh, I like inflection deafness. Well, MTA is famously uh, group me. Yeah, I, yeah, I do group all the me. group me. Oh. I, now you're gonna. I'm gonna get in my own head now about not knowing the inflection of anything. My the own inflection. head. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord. Bless this house. Oh Lord. We pray. Keep it safe by night and day. It's what we're famous for.
Here we go again. Yes, the nip of Jack Frost is upon us once again. Um, I guess no other uh, no other types of weather get a uh, mascot, do they? Oh, the sun, I guess, is the summer mascot. Sun with sunglasses. Sun with sunglasses yep. on. Uh, the raisin brain guy. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah, you're thinking about the mascot for the cereal. Right, the sun himself. Uh, you know, uh, we went over Jack Frost, right? <laughs> yeah, um, hot Greg, big... <laughs> humidity, humidity Greg, humidity Greg. It's just a guy with sunglasses on talking about the humidity, dressed like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marv Levy is the mascot for fall. <laughs> yeah, they just uh, right. It's like all different, like these characters, and then just a real person for fall. <laughs> and it rotates. It's like, you know, guess who's going to be uh, the fall this year? Um, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being the representative for fall. <laughs> fall Giamatti, yeah. Fall Giamatti, thank you. Oh, oh it has to go. be right somewhere where it can uh, fit in nicely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, Michael Polk Duncan. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think mm-hmm. that the Winter Soldier is the mascot for uh, winter. Put some sunglasses. Winter on Solstice. Him. Hey! <laughs> oh wow! Yes. Yeah, I never even thought about the Winter Soldier. Winter Solstice. But there is a Winter Soldier. That's a real guy or a real fake guy that somebody made up. Real fake. It has guy. been made yeah. up. Yeah, it has been made up. It has been successfully made up to this point. (laughs) Prior to now, the name has been made up. Yeah, successfully Successfully or not. Yeah. Yeah. Successfully, I made up something. That's a nice. What about Molly Springwald? Molly Springwald. There we go. Yep. She comes out of retirement to play Molly Springwald. Yep. And Mm -hmm. she just has to basically what? Run the Instagram account for that few months. That's all. Yeah, I think you can just use all Jack Frost does. Shoot one (laughs) one commercial. One infomercial. One infomercial that doesn't even re-air. It's just, yep, you film it, and then it's just that. It was also live. That's kind of an art piece, actually. It has, yes, this seems like we're recording an infomercial to be aired a bunch of times, but really, this is a one-time thing, and you guys are experiencing completely unique art. Yes, just only air the the making of the uh, the one-time use infomercial. Never yes. even air the infomercial. Right. Put, we, the, put the product at the end and sell it. yes oh that's who is molly ringwald (laughs) she's that uh redheaded actress from a lot of films in the 80s like um pretty in pink 16 candles and uh (laughs) breakfast club and i've only seen breakfast club of those three that were just oh okay breakfast club okay yeah she's the uh guy who kept getting burned by his dad's cigars (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah who was that uh Judge Stevens. Judge Stevens really is the cigar guy? Judd. Uh, Judd Apatow played that guy. <laughs> yeah, I look a lot different now, I know. I have no <laughs> idea if that's how he talks. <laughs> I think it is kind of, though. I think he's a little bit of a cold-having son of a bitch, old Judd. Judd Apatow or Judd, the guy who played the <laughs> cigar burn guy? <laughs> Juddy the app man. Okay. Does he have colds a lot? He could. Um, it sounds like I do, but honestly, I don't. Okay. 
I think but he's he does. A, in that neighborhood. But he actually does. Yeah, he just hasn't gotten it ever checked out. And uh, he's like, look, I'm here making good movies for the most part. Uh, you know, I, it, oh, you know what? I bet some people do get superstitious about how they're feeling when a certain movie was made. I got to get back to that exact same cold or it's never going to be the same magic. Yeah, I got to. Right. I gotta get I gotta get food poisoning from that exact same <laughs> buffet. Right. Keep ordering it and just make yourself sick from continuing to eat it to try and get the food poisoning. So either you get sick from the food poisoning or just from stuffing yourself. I think the superstition thing for uh, movie makers is a lot more problematic potentially than like a baseball player because it's like, oh yeah, I'll wear that underwear I was wearing again. Uh, but m- making a movie takes like a year and a half. So you got to be like, oh, yeah, well, 16, 16 days in, I did have that bout of uh, diarrhea or whatever. So I'm going to have to recreate that at the same relative time in this new movie. <laughs> We're going to have to film that and put it in the movie. <laughs> right. The superstition. <laughs> that that other movie was about an asteroid. This one is is not. But I, I feel like I've got to make it about an asteroid just superstition wise. <laughs> Right. They hire a whole team of lawyers to make it so it kind of deters them from having that happen again. So if you have that same uh, bout of sickness, we will have to be forced to film it because of this thing the lawyers drew up and put it in the movie as punishment. And, you know, in a way, I think it helps get rid of that superstition. Like we're going to make sure you don't have it because superstitions are dangerous. Right. Or just keep yelling at the actors to say the lines from the old movie. (laughs) instead yeah do the lines from the other movie judd apatow keeps yelling without actually feeding him the movie i've never seen that movie he did did he have something coming out that got uh, derailed by covid the king of staten island is am i making that up no yeah i think that came out uh in oh. over covid yeah okay yep i thought it was congrats, decent davidson congrats to everybody involved i uh, yes didn't see it Congrats to the guy who kept showing up and trying to make him do, uh, <laughs> dude, this is 40. We're filming a new movie. Please, sir. <laughs> the king of this is 40. <laughs> right. And Pete Davidson just, uh, he's in front of a green screen and like, he's just talking to the camera and in the background is this is 40 on the green screen. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> they're just green screening Paul Rudd into all of Pete Davidson's scenes. <laughs> <laughs> how does this make sense uh, it's a new type of art you, judd apatow did it you better start respecting it he's the guy who made heavyweights people showing up to live filmings of movies and uh shouting for the actors to do whatever the last movie they <laughs> do a scene from Ghostbusters. It's <laughs> like some dramatic film. <laughs> oh man! If that happened and they and they went through with it, that'd be legendary. Yes, getting heckled and then just setting up the whole shot, having the director from that movie come in, switch out for the this director. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it oh they're actually gonna do it yeah <laughs> and then it and then you get so hyped to see it but it just it takes like just a little too long and you kind of get bored waiting and then they do it and it all like falls flat 
but you got to put it in the movie anyway. And then the director yeah, switched so- back again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Go back to the romantic movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess uh, this is probably already out there. Movies halfway through. I'm not loving this. Okay, let's have it. And then you select what aren't you loving? Are you not loving the uh, fantasy aspect? Okay, let's let's have you click this button then. And then it gives you a second half that's more based on what the the, the like first half questionnaire, what the results of that yield. That could be yeah yeah that not could be not enough of these interactive movies. They don't that they, they made one I think as far as I know Netflix did one. Uh, did you guys watch that one? Did not no. see it, but that sounds yeah. Choose your own it's adventure. Like a, it's kind like of a thing? horror. It's like a horror movie. Like a choose your own movie? Like you just click. Yeah, choose your own movie, yeah. You go to jail for murder at the end. They're like, yeah, <laughs> there was a thing that you breezed by. It was an agree and accept type of thing. And instead, if you <laughs> you go to jail for murder if you, if you lose. Yeah. You agreed to plead guilty to all unsolved murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that an, a, an angle of a lawyer at all MTA? <laughs> just like take the blame. It's an angle. It's an yeah, angle. like, hey, actually, I did. I know this guy didn't do it because I did it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that's people are people are chomping at the bit to prove alternate theories of of murders. It's just that, uh, you know, I, I hate. But wait, to, what? No, I'm just thinking. Is this the? Is this a brilliant idea, MTA? To just hire yeah, the. The lawyer mid trial admits to the crime, like Pete's saying. <laughs> That's what that was Pete's idea. He, Pete, he's it's, saying the that, lawyer midway through says they're the one who did it. That's going to be a mistrial right away, right? Uh, at at a minimum, I think it's going to be an acquittal if the lawyer cops to the murder. Um, right, but then they're going to have to try to bring charges up on him, and he just goes, "What? And I, you no, got no I was evidence. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding, Your Honor. I'm still the lawyer for this other case. I can't be charged with this. I'm still in the middle of this other case. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you think about it, the lawyer is one of the few people entering, uh, you know, testimony into the record without being under oath. So the lawyer can lie his ass off. Oh, yes. Uh, actually, it's yes. He will get in trouble after the fact. Um, and uh, so you film disregard all that um but yes you film yourself recreating the murder saying that you did the murder <laughs> right yeah you it film like work, a staged right? thing of you doing it and that enters into evidence like here if look somebody, i did it. if somebody tried it it wouldn't shock me if it worked especially if it was like a small town like you know you like to imagine that in a trial there's no like biases and everybody's objective, but frequently like everybody knows each other. They all work together. They worked at different firms. One, you know, the defense attorney used to be a prosecutor, all that stuff's going on in a small town. Everything's like so incestuous. You know, there's only 400 people living there. You could take, you could. Yeah. Wait, is that what um, snow falling on Cedars was? No, I don't know. I that. don't know. That was world war two. Never mind. Okay. Okay. That was when they all yeah. pretended to, uh, they had the judge pretend to be the murderer. <laughs> the judge smashes his hammer and says i did it <laughs> yeah that'd be fun i guess that's kind of what uh well no not, i would i was about to talk about a show but that what i was going to say would ruin it uh so i'll pull back um but if, yeah i think if i if somebody did that and i was the opposing lawyer my strategy at the moment would be to then say that i did it <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know how it would work but i just feel like that's my only chance at this point 
this guy just said he did it. Oh shit! Like that's a genius move. All right, wait a minute. Uh, and I wouldn't think it through all the way, but I would just say I did it. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of a panic move. That's kind of a panic move because you want to you want to discredit that- him. Okay, it's a rookie move. You're saying I'm blowing it there. He's I'm falling right into his trap essentially. Right, exactly, because now you know he's ah. gone. He's gone from his client who's guilty to now three people have committed the murder. Which right, and all he has to do is say, "I only said that to get him to admit it." Right? Yeah, and he doesn't think to respond with the same thing. There, he's like, "I was doing the same thing." Is what he should have answered. He doesn't yeah, think he to just, do it. That's where it you stops. know the prosecutor just like, "No, I did it." And the defense attorney's like. I know. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. That's what we're famous for. Do you you guys ever think that, like, one of these, um, you know, like a doctor, like, let's say the Unabomber had, like, really bad asthma when he was a kid, and some doctor saved the Unabomber's life uh, because he was playing soccer, and he started hyperventilating and whatever, the doctor came in and injected him with poison or whatever it saved his life um do you think that doctor just feels horrible like is that is there any of that stuff out there like (laughs) wait a minute oh that guy jeffrey dahmer like oh i i saved his life when i was you know when i was just a a a resident or whatever i I think that's a like that would be good motivation to just if you were a doctor never go back and check who you worked on just not even if they lived or died. Just like, I'm moving forward. I'm done. I'm not, I don't care if I saved Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. I don't care if I saved, you know, Brad Pitt. I'm just. The doctor just took Jeffrey Dahmer's place. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer really died. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's a good idea. Right <laughs> yeah. You just do the murders yourself at that point. I don't think that the doctor's going to care. Um, but I'll t- with Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but one of his victims escaped and ran to the cops and the cops didn't believe him and just took him back to Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment and like gave him back to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, yeah. That cop, that cop's going to, that's, that cop's going to either become the new Jeffrey Dahmer or just like, I don't know, blow his brains out or not care. Cop, uh, mostly cop probably didn't care. (laughs) <laughs> why Why would you yeah. bring anyone back to anybody else's house like it was some <laughs> adult what, in what circumstance was it like you know what i don't believe your story i'm taking you back to tell me whose who's house were you at tell me and then the guy that chose to still say jeffrey dahmer's house he's like yeah i was over it were you at jeffrey that murder dahmer. house <laughs> uh, okay you don't you don't want to say where you were all right i'm just going to assume it was jeffrey dahmer's house <laughs> you know what that guy jeffrey dahmer seems to do great with derelicts like you you never see him again <laughs> i don't yeah i don't believe your story i'm taking you back there i'm taking you back over there. <laughs> this guy's gonna fix up your life <laughs> yeah Cop trades place with Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> 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 Jeffrey Dahmer has to. Jeffrey Dahmer has to be a cop. Has to solve the Dahmer murders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your name, Officer? <laughs> he almost says Dahmer every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Officer Jeffrey. Officer <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. First name Dahmer. <laughs> Dahmer Jeffries. Oh, boy. Careful out there and uh, do not do uh, serial killing. Dude, yeah, yeah, not that is not uh, that is not at the top of the list of of what we like on this podcast. But no, also okay. follow your dreams. So, right, follow your dreams. Practice on a, a separate dream. Circle back to your real dream because you've had all this practice by that point. Sure. Hey, and and don't let anybody serial kill you either, unless that's there. We go. You know what right. I mean? Uh, right. A non-serial killing. Okay. That's right. Fine. Sure. Happens to the best right. of us. You got, who am I not to get shot? But I am someone not to get serial killed. Yes. Ah, yes. oh. it's <laughs> I. There is like a bit more embarrassment. Like I do. I would be much uh, more embarrassed to get serial killed than like right. It would be much more interesting, of course. Mm-hmm. And like people would know my. I have a better chance of knowing who I was. Right. If I was serial killed, but I would be embarrassed to be like, all right. Sure. I was the 32nd guy that because they are yeah they already spilled the beans on how it happens and then you just walk right into it yeah have uh, serial killers meet each other and just kill each other yes (laughs) that's I feel like that's already been a friend of the podcast yeah serial serial killer group where they get together and just kill each other yeah serial killer support group (laughs) (laughs) oh yes the firing squad just face them all at each other all the guilty people right you have like a, a sponsor like you do in AA, but that, that's just the guy that you kill whenever you... <laughs> yeah, he was on death row anyway, right. Make those people be the sponsors who then get killed. <laughs> Serial Killers Anonymous and you just get together and just kill your sponsor and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then you become somebody, a new serial killer's Sir, that's how serial killers get killed. They get to kill one person under the program of of it being for help. Right. right. Well, once you relapse, but they're not going to make a guy who relapses a sponsor, though. You know, just, <laughs> just kill somebody. <laughs> yes. It's what we're famous for. Cosby just got out of jail, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yep, I think it was something where like lawyers got together and just made up, oh, it says right here that in 2004, we signed something that said he could never go to jail. And this was just all one big accident because he, you know, he hired this lawyer who wrote up this thing that you guys all signed. Just some like retroactive document forger, I think. Wow. So who's he allowed to hang out with now? Just OJ Simpson? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah, they have a Twitter account that like they become... That's his sentence. He has to be on all of OJ's uh, Twitter videos. Twitter <laughs> They just they just start constantly proving each other innocent in their own. They 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 started they start some videos where they just uh, take responsibility for each other's crimes to prove each other innocent. Cosby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. admits to killing the yeah. Goal. yeah. yeah. Hello, Twitter world. It was actually me who did all the Bill Cosby crimes. <laughs> and it was me who killed um, <laughs> I can't even do Bill Cosby. I won't even try to do Bill Cosby voice. But he admits to killing Nicole Brown Simpson. Yeah. It's the, I did the killing of the Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was that's amazing. Solid. Yeah. 
That's that a was good a good guy. Ronald Goldman. <laughs> yeah yeah oh god that like that is a crime that that guy looked like that and was so perfect to be a movie character it's like oh dude can't you see the movie 20 years down the line get rid of that mustache <laughs> no that that is very sad that like that was so they were like oh man we have to make the movie now uh right damn ronnie the gold man huh yep ronnie the gold man well yep <laughs> it's what we're famous for do you have to be catholic to be a politician no uh but doesn't it seem like these like catholic dorks or no? catholic dorks love being politicians right yeah. okay i thought that might have been something yeah it's definitely up there catholicdorks.com just start the website and don't actually have them be <laughs> don't actually have them be politicians is what you're saying right give them something else to do <laughs> have them bring up the communion at mass yeah yeah anybody who wants go. to be a politician filter them towards that like hey look we know you you want to be seen out there doing something we're looking for people to bring up the gifts at mass you know get out of politics go do that hey i was wondering we we talked about on this podcast how uh you know a big friend of the podcast really is uh bringing your own groceries to the grocery store <laughs> um <laughs> You ever just wonder what the uh, people at Mass would do if you brought your own body of Christ, and when you got up to, that, to them in the line, if you just offered it to them, would they, would they be contractually obligated to accept it? Right, and the body of Christ to you too, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you too, sir. And you got it, and you'd give it to them in the same way, you know? I think right. they have to accept it, and then that puts them in a real bind. Is it uh, is it sanctified? Let's say you got it sanctified, though. You know, if you've got it, if you've got it sanctified, and I don't, then I think it's uh, people. It's a big thing turning down the turning body, down Christ the body, Christ. The right? Like if it's, you know, I would not be, I would not be excited to be in the position of saying no. Ooh, that'd to, be tough. Because what do you got to yeah. do? Like go set set down the the little bowl full of the body of Christ that you got. You're in a tight <laughs> spot. You got to hand it to I don't know. Maybe hand it to the person behind that person. Yeah. The the pressure is on and God is watching. That's yes. tough. Yeah. How about uh, special theme nights where it's a different guy's body all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one's Paul. <laughs> body of Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Get some interest in church going again. <laughs> the priest is just up there. Uh, the body of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> oh, really? How about that? Okay. All right. Sure, I'll try that. Fine. <laughs> the body of Pope John Paul II. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> body of jesus's friend billy <laughs> like lesser known friend of jesus <laughs> not quite good yeah, enough to be an body, apostle 
The body of Pontius Pilate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the bad guys. The right. Yes. And like, I think it's one of those things where you make a donation and like the way you can donate money and have a mass said in somebody's name, um, you can kind of control whose body gets to be the, the star of that <laughs> mass in a similar kind of right. way. Make more right. money for the church that way, too. Yeah, it's a big political thing. Whose body gets to be used? <laughs> the, the body of Ronald Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> the body of molestation victims? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Some real topics. Some real hard conversations, maybe. Hey, look. That's happening in the community. Here's a good way to draw, uh, shine a light on it. I, don't, I made a donation, and, and the donation for that day goes to to children who have been uh, molested. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you team up the effort in that way. Like, Hey, right. We were the one who paid for it, it to be, uh, the body of molestation victims. Uh, amen. We paid for that to happen and it really started the conversation back up and it's down 25% now. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's body you can get a hold of. At this point. <laughs> right how quickly do you run out i guess mass is quite often i'd like to i think it's your best shot if you wanted to try to really if there was somebody who who are the people who give you the body of christ at mass what are those people called eucharistic ministers you, okay yeah eucharistic ministers if you got you know you know how you feud with people from time to time let's say you got a, a beef a feud with one of the eucharistic ministers I think this might, the plan of offering them the body of Christ or anyone else, maybe, you know, maybe it's the body of someone else that they know and they like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I think offering them somebody else's body is probably the best shot you got at sticking it to them during the Mass, anyway. Right. You're, you're not worth the body of Christ to me is kind of like a way of saying you're not worth your weight in gold. It is like that, but I was just saying more so, you know, they're in their groove. They're offering people the body of Christ. No, I'm sorry. Now I'm offering you the body of Christ. But the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Your move, you know? Right. Oh, man. You're, that is a your move all the way. Hire some guy to come play like sinister music. Yes. I feel like half of those organ songs are pretty sinister anyway. Yes, very minory. Yep. Mm, yeah, some of those really dark minory Jesus yes. songs. Holy shit! Yep. I just don't think it matches the uh, the fellow they're talking about. Right, the body of the organist. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you look up at some other guy with a mask on, <laughs> a mask of the organist. <laughs> And that it definitely is. The body of our recently dead organist. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that to the organist's son. (laughs) The body of our missing parishioner. (laughs) (laughs) To the family of the missing parishioner. (laughs) Yeah, that's how they find out. Oh, they found the body. Yep. Wait, they found the body? Yeah. They brought it up. It's actually communion today. <laughs> yeah, the body of... Uh, and then, the, of course, the trouble becomes the body of Burger King. You know, they buy the space up. They pay for the mask oh, to yeah. be said. The body of Burger King, 
I guess I have to say amen. Catholics wrote this in with the contract. <laughs> oh, and then you have people paying mm. for the amen set slot, too. The body of Burger King, McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Burger King lays out like millions of dollars to get the body of Burger King. And then McDonald's pays like five bucks to replace (laughs) Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, man. They instantly win every argument. Yeah. (laughs) All you need is the Amen. Right. Oh, that they, it's like a genius marketing move by McDonald's because. It completely voids the 25-year agreement the Catholic Church made with Burger King. They're like, we are so stupid. Why didn't we go for amen? (laughs) The final word. Because you go, yeah, Burger King is the best by far. And then the whole parish goes, McDonald's. And it just sounds like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you think you're a genius going with Burger King is the best by far. And then, yeah, bam, everybody just says McDonald's. Yeah. Right. Oh, Burger King pays to have them replaced in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And McDonald's buys up the second two spots. Burger King, Burger King, uh, McDonald's, McDonald's. (laughs) It's like Pepsi buys, like, peace be with you. And then uh, Coke buys, and also with you. So it's like, (laughs) Pepsi is, drink Pepsi Cola. Coke is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what Vatican III is. Rewording all the words to be with the corporations. Sell, yeah, selling the uh, selling the liturgy. <laughs> oh yeah, right. selling it to Vatican Four. <laughs> A whole separate LLC they made called Vatican Four. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, special theme nights in church to spice things up. I think, I think the body of Christ is a good starting position. The body, or yeah, the body of who you know. And some of the time, it really turns into the actual. Uh, body and blood of Jesus Christ in these. Uh, what are those? What are those called? Uh, transubstantiation. Really? Oh, okay. Yes, the transubstantiation. Yes. So real cases of the transubstantiation, though. What is that called? People. The Transcendental lying. Railroad. <laughs> uh, it's a Catholic dogma that the transubstantiation happens in every communion. But that's obviously that is, not true. Right. Uh, but it's they, you know, they they back themselves into a corner basically by insisting that it's the real flesh. So there has to be some process that it turns into it because it's obviously not starting. Most of it's not starting as like flesh. Some ah. mostly crackers. Wendy's so, buys up you know, transubstantiation. <laughs> right. it turns it into a Wendy's quarter pound burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wendy's just, they buy like a little stopover because they can't afford the whole transubstantiation. So it turns from the turns from the cracker to a, a Wendy's quarter pounder, <laughs> then into the body. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, a third part of the transubstantiation. Yeah. A new step in the hair washing process, equivalent of of transubstantiation, Wendy's burger, body of whoever paid to be the body that night. Right. You have to actually eat the, the double quarter pounder to complete the a transmogrification into the... Oh, there you go. Yes. Have your corporation tied into like the Catholic dogma, if that's the word. Right. Like, look, this is written in to the church and we paid to have it look like it was in all the old books too. 
Um. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls talk about the specific ingredients of the uh, whatever whatever the uh, Wendy's burgers are called. Yeah, two all beef patties. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks for having us. Right. Thanks for having us, MJ. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. It's what we're 